0: I want us to start off, and I just want to be real with you guys for a minute. Can we do that? It's Christmas. Anybody else get excited for Christmas? I love Christmas. Let's be honest. Who is all the Christmas celebration, the decoration, who's it really for when we do it in the house? Jesus, yeah, but like in the home. Like who are we really decorating for? The kids, the wives. No, I'm just kidding. It, the kids. It is absolutely the kids. So I want to just, I want to start off and just kind of put some people at ease. I know when we have family services and kids are in here, uh, how many of you ever been to somebody's house and you're always worried that your kid's going to break something, right? Today's not that day. Well, worry about, their, if they interrupt or they're too loud, today's not that day. Okay, Uh, this is a family service, and honestly, the entire focus that I want us to take at this point really is to engage them on another level to know who their Savior is that came and died for them as family. So, that being said, don't worry, all right? Let's, I mean, with all things within reason, we don't want kids, like, taking communion shots off the table in the back while we're trying to have it, but other than that, like, we're pretty safe, right? (laughs) Some of y'all got real nervous, okay? Where is pastor? Okay, don't worry. It's going to be a good night. But I do want us to really focus on the reason we're here, which is Jesus. And I think it's important. One of my favorite parts of Christmas is getting together and actually sharing the Christmas story. And I want us to do that tonight. Um, And I want to ask, you don't have to, uh, but any of the kids that would like to come and join me up here on stage. I'd like to ask you to come sit right over here. Uh, If you would like, you're welcome to come sit up here and be a part of what's going on. We're going to use you guys in a little bit of illustrating uh, some of the message tonight, so it's going to be fun. So if any of you would like to come up here, feel free. Yeah, that's right. Come on. You guys are good. Just take a seat right over here on this side of the stage. Go ahead. Just go ahead and sit down right there, guys. You're good. Just cram in. Squeeze in where you guys can turn, where you guys can see me, because you're going to want to see what happens. If you girls would just slide over this way, please. There you go. Good job. Slide over just a little more. There's one behind me. He's alive. It's okay. (laughs) Sit down. There you go. Good job, guys. All right. All right. There you go. Squeeze in. We can have a few. You guys squeeze in right there. Just have a seat. Perfect. Perfect. Have a seat, Bubba. All right, so I want us to talk about the Christmas story. And the Christmas story, for those of you who would like to read it or go through later, you can, it can be found in Luke 2 and also in Mark 2. I'm sorry, Matthew 2. All right, go ahead. Have a seat, bud. You're good. And I'm going to get a couple things here because I think it's important. I'm going to grab some props the team's going to be nervous about later. I'm going to try not to mess anything up. I'm going to do my best. But... Can you guys help me tell the Christmas story? How many of you guys know the Christmas story? A few of you? What's it about? About Jesus' birth. Good job. So, Luke 2 says this, in those days, Caesar Augustus. Anybody know who Caesar Augustus was? A A king, that's right. Caesar Augustus was a king. So, he said he was a Roman king. Absolutely. He said that everyone had to go to their own town to register. So they needed to count everybody, right? So here's what we're going to do. He went from Nazareth. I need somebody who can help me out. Somebody want to help me? All right. All right. Hop up for me. You, all of you guys are going to be townspeople of Nazareth. So you're going to hold this up. That way people know what town you're in. Okay? Count that. I'm going to need somebody else to help me out too. I need one more. One more. Go ahead. All right, buddy. Come on. Hop up. You're going to come over here. You're going to sit on this stool. You're over here in Bethlehem, all the way across. There you go. Have a seat because you're going to be there for a while. He's, he, you're the main city of this story, buddy. All right. So, we got Bethlehem over here. We got Nazareth over here. It says everyone went to their town. So, Joseph, you know what? I need a Joseph. A Joseph. All right. Rowan, come here. You can be Joseph. I need a Mary. Who wants to be Mary? Mary. Okay, you want to be? Okay, come here. You guys come here. I need a Joseph and a Mary. Here, that's Mary's. Mary, go ahead, and put that over your head. There's your little, like, you know what I'm talking about, Mary Shaw thing. Not, not a ghost. You want to be able to see your face still. It's kinda, Yeah, there you go, kind of like that. There you go. Joseph, throw that on. We're going to need that in a minute. All right. So, we got Mary and we got Joseph over here. So, Mary, there you go. Good job, Nazareth. Good helping out, right? (laughs) So, Mary and Joseph, Joseph has to take Mary, who he is about to be married to, to the town of Bethlehem. All right, Joseph, take Mary to Bethlehem. You left her. You got to come get her. There you go. So, when they got to the, (laughs) this is awesome. So, Joseph went up to the town of Nazareth, went from the town of Nazareth to Bethlehem (laughs) because he belonged to the house of David. He went there to register with Mary, who he was pledged to be married to. (laughs) He said, ah, that's awesome. All right? And she was expecting a child. Can you say you're expecting a child? (laughs) That's... That's probably what Mary thought, too, when the angel told her. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, you guys can have a seat. They were in Bethlehem. There was no—go ahead, have a—sit down. There you go. There was no room in the inn, so they had to stay in a stable. What do you keep in a stable? What do you guys do? What do you keep in a stable? Donkeys, yeah. What else? Horses, camels. All right, could have been. Well, I don't have horses or camels. That one. Yeah, just tell me that. So we got a. We got some cows. All right. So you're in the stable with your cow. There you go. He's loving that cow. All right. <laughs> now. While this was going on, don't fight over the cow. Don't fight over the cow. It's okay. Now, while this was going on, it says that angels, I need three angels. Who, how many of you guys can be angels? Three of you. Three. Okay, one, two. Um, okay, go for it. You three. Come stand right here. You're going to be angels. And you're going to talk to, I need two shepherds. Okay, go for it. Shepherd one, you're going to need a shepherd's staff. There you go. And I need one more, one more um, in the polka dot shirt. You, you're going to need a sheep because shepherds have sheep. So the Bible says they were watching their flock. So you guys are going to come over here. what? Watch your flock. She's got your sheep right there. Guard your sheep. Make sure your sheep is safe. All right. It says the angels, Whoop. an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Y'all are supposed to be terrified. Ah, you're terrified. Okay, this is good. But the angel said, Do not be afraid. Be afraid. Do not be afraid. You, go. you good now? Good. Okay, good. They're not afraid anymore. Says, I will bring you good news. I will bring you good news. There you go. There you go. That will cause. That will cause great joy for all people. Great joy for all people. Good job. <laughs> Says, today in the city of David, a Savior has been born and he is the Messiah. The Savior has been born in the city of David. Good job. Says, there will be a sign that you will follow and you will find the baby wrapped in a manger follow the star (laughs) so you guys see the star that red light over the top of them that's gonna be our star okay right so (laughs) glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men and the angels left them And had gone into heaven okay you guys get to leave them and go back to heaven you gotta fly away though you're angels right something like that all right so they hurried off and found mary and joseph lying in a manger all right hurry off you gotta hurry to them oh we forgot baby jesus there you go you had a baby while we were gone there you go All right, can you turn where everybody can see baby Jesus, too? Because they want to worship. She's like, I didn't turn around at all. It's all right. (laughs) They hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. When they saw them, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed, and the shepherd said... (laughs) Saw baby Jesus. I saw baby Jesus. Go run, tell him. Where's baby Jesus? Baby Jesus is over there. Said so. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. So you need to, both of you, you came and told him. So you need to take somebody with you to return to worship, and. Sing praises to baby Jesus. All right, you got one. Take them back. Show them baby Jesus. Who's going with you? Boom. All right. So she told them about baby Jesus. They all went back. You guys can sit down for the moment. (laughs) Said the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, which they had been, and which had been told to them by the angels. Now I want to pause for just a moment. How many of you guys think it's important that we really catch what happens here, right? Okay, listen up. Check this out. So what, was it, so what was so important that the shepherds did when they found out about Jesus? They spread the word. They told others about Jesus. What do you think the most important thing we can do to tell other people in our life about Jesus is? To what? To text them. Yeah, you could text them about Jesus. That works. (laughs) All right. Talk to them about Jesus. Tell, yep. Yeah, you can tell them that Jesus is the king and that Jesus died for you. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell them that God can heal them. Absolutely. Okay, last one. Go for it. You can write them something on a piece of paper. I know your mama. She's the only one with paper in all of our meetings. That's hilarious. Okay, now, during this time, we're going to jump to Matthew 2. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, during this time of King Herod. I need a King Herod. I need a King. Who can be a King? You want to be a King for me? Come here, buddy. You're going to need a crown. If you're a king, you need a crown. Go get a crown. All right, you guys are sitting down worshiping Jesus over here. King Herod, where are you at? Come here, King Herod. Sit down right here. This is your, that's your throne. Kind of, don't sit on it. Just sit in front of it. There you go. All right. (laughs) It says that from the... Blah blah blah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, during that time of King Herod, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, "Where is the one who born a ki- was born, the King of the Jews?" So I need three wise men. Okay, one, two, three. All right. Can anybody tell me what the wise men brought? Frankincense. What else? Can you tell me what the wise men brought? I don't know, presents, yes, they did bring presents, absolutely. Anybody else? Hold on, hold on, you guys got to come talk to King Herod. Now, what did they say to King Herod? Where is the one who is king of the Jews? Where is the one who is king of the Jews? So, Herod called the magi secretly and found out exactly when the star came that they began to follow. And then he sent them to Bethlehem. Go and search carefully for the child and report back to me so that I may worship him. Go and find the child. So they left to find the child. After After they heard King Herod, they went on their way and they followed the star. So follow the red star. It wasn't really red in the Bible, but that's what we got on stage, okay? All right, so they followed the star. It says, the star rose that they would see it, and they went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. And they saw the star, and they became overjoyed. You guys are supposed to be overjoyed. What's in there? Are y'all happy? Overjoyed. I'm Let not me see happy. it. I'm not happy. You're not happy? Yeah, I'm Bethlehem happy. was a sad town. I'm a <laughs> I'm a <beast> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, On coming into the house, they saw the child who was with Mary, and they bowed down and they worshiped him. Okay, you guys got to bow down and worship Jesus. (laughs) Joseph said, okay, give us our presents. Oh, my gosh. And having warned, I'm sorry. And then they opened their treasures and presented the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having warned them about a dream, they went back a different way, to King Herod. Good job, guys. Okay. Real quick, I need everybody's attention. Who can recap what just happened? The Bethlehem Project. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Who can tell me what happened? Go for it. They gave him gifts. Who gave him gifts? The wise men gave gifts to who? To Jesus. Good job. All right, guys. Give all these kids a big hand. Great job, guys. You can go ahead and make your way back to your seats. Good job, good job. They'll collect all your stuff on this side. You did good, Bethlehem. Good job. Oh, take it over there. Take it over there. Good job, guys. Don't break your frankincense and myrrh. It's okay.. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. So, I want to ask a quick question. How many of you think that might have been a little bit chaotic? How many of you think, and he, here's the point that I want to make. How many, of you, how many of you think they probably got more of the story of Jesus chaotic than they would have simply sitting in their seat playing on a phone or with a toy or engaged in something else? Here's what I want to challenge you with tonight. As family, as parents, as grandparents, aunts, uncles, part of what God's entrusted us with is the story of Jesus. Not just the story of Jesus' birth, but the story of his life, the story of what he's done in our lives. And the best way for us to spread that is by talking to people about it. Sometimes it doesn't have to be the most polished presentation. We could have done an elaborate play that the kids could have sat and watched and been entertained. Or we could have gone a little more messy and let them be a part of the story. I want to encourage you tonight. It's okay to be messy. It's okay if your life doesn't look perfect. It's okay if your marriage doesn't look perfect. If your kids aren't the poster children for the perfect kids in the world. My kids won't even stand still to be on a poster. The only poster they're going to have is the most wanted. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not kidding. I love my children, and they're amazing. And all I'm telling you right now, how many of you know there are times, it doesn't matter how good your kid is, you thank God they're your kid. How many of you know there's other times that you ask God why they're your kid, right? And that's when you realize they're their mom's kid or their dad's kid, right? More so than just kids, all of us, every one of us in the room have a part to play and we have a story to tell. And the most important thing that we can do is simply tell the story of Jesus, telling what he's done in our life. I'm telling you, the most impactful story you can tell somebody is it the most eloquent detailed of the Old Testament or the New Testament though there's power, overwhelming power in scripture. But the Bible actually says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Being able to share the love of Jesus, a Savior who came not just for the rich, not just for the poor, not just for the Jew, but he came for everyone. How many of you realize that's an important story for us to tell in the world we live in today? That Jesus came not just for me and the people who dress like me or talk like me or vote like me, But he came for everybody. And we're family. How many of you guys know there's always that one family member? Right? That's okay. You can still get along. You're still family. You may not like to claim them in public, but they're still family. I'm just saying that to say this. You don't have to be best friends with every person in the church. You don't even have to be on good terms with everybody in the church, but Jesus came to establish the church. Jesus came to establish a relationship that was broken between you and God. Let's mend that relationship today. Let's put our focus where it needs to be. If I get the band, begin to come back up. I want to ask us to do something really important. And what I feel like is and can be one of the most memorable moments for you in your home, whether you're single, married kids, whatever your relational status is, I would encourage you to, on a regular basis, take time to really celebrate the Savior. See, in a moment, we're going to take communion. And I want to ask you, as we do that, to partner with somebody next to you. See, you can do this at your home. It doesn't have to just be communion done in church. You can do this on a Sunday night to start your week off well. It's great to include your kids, include your family. Oh, I'm single. I don't have anybody. Then bring your friends over and say, hey, I just want to start off my week. And I want to take communion. I want to pray over what God's going to do in my week this week. And let's bring our focus back to Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us.